But there's something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! That's right, movie fans. Today we shine a spotlight on 1984's comedy classic, but also 1989's comedy classic, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Today is the 30th anniversary for Ghostbusters 2. Wow. So, I have my brother, Tyson Powell, right here. How y'all doing? And we're going to talk about uh, both movies. And the uh, what they've done to uh, pop culture. It's I think they changed it. A great deal. So. You go to Comic-Con and guys and girls are uh, wearing the uh, jumpsuits. Right, in the cosplay. And the, and the, and the lady's been doing the cosplay before the uh, 2016 movie. Which we would not get into. Thank no, God. but it's, it's all good. <laughs> Ghostbusters from the mind of Dan Aykroyd. He started writing the screenplay and man, he <laughs> he had them in outer space and different dimensions and stuff. And Ecto looked very different, the first original version of it. Right, and and uh, he asked Hill Ramis to come in and help him condense it. Let's, let's condense this down a bit here. So then he's decided to keep it on Earth, <laughs> put it in New York, and it's uh, caverns, if you will, which I think played a part. The buildings in the old architecture. So then after they had the screenplay, then it came down to casting. Hell, Ramos and Eckroy were already in, but then the wild card was Bill Murray, who they knew. Eckroy knew from uh, SNL, and Ramos knew as well because they had did Stripes together. And Murray struck a deal with Columbia Pictures that if he came on board to do this movie with his friends, that the studio would fund... His next movie, which was a smaller movie, right? The title escapes me right now, but you know that's. Uh, you think that deals have been made today? You know, studio film, smaller movie. I think that was always like the norm, right? Now they said we uh, have a female uh, protagonist here, and we'll. Security Weaver showed interest, but. How do you scare the woman from aliens? Well, she's a damn good actress, so she, in those scenes, she was, she was scared when she had to be. And she bought in because she saw the potential of this movie with uh, the talent involved. That's right. And Rick Moranis, who was from from uh, SCTV, all these guys knew each other, man. So pretty much. Only person, a couple of people that weren't part of that comedy troupe were Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, and Annie Potts, but they just melt, melted right in. You know, it just, you know, it just came together so brilliantly. And I mean, as a kid, this was just something that was part of that 80s thing where it was like your imagination should not be, you know. So don't let anybody tell you your imagination should be uh, is a childish thing to have, and you should put that away. When you grew up in the 80s, 
that's all you had, and you was watching movies as much as we did. I mean, we couldn't help it. <laughs> I mean, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, RoboCop, things, films like that that just brighten our imagination. Exactly. When I was growing up, all of my heroes saved the world. And got the girl. And got the girl. That's the most important part. Oh, yeah. Got to get the girl. Got to get the girl. You're sitting alone at a bar listening to Sinatra records. (laughs) So, Tyson. Yes. What is it about this movie that makes you go back to it so much? It's the creativity. It's the mythology. Not only behind the Ghostbusters, but Gozer and Evil Shandor. All that stuff, it's just so damn interesting. And we spoke about the friendship amongst all these talented comedians. This is one hilarious movie from beginning to end. And you have that juxtaposed to the true threat. And this is truly a threat. That's right. Once again, from beginning to end, you have those two layers balancing them each other out. And I have to say that the scene in the, uh, okay, the librarian has seen the ghost and Ray goes to get Peter. Egon's already there. So we have the trio. They're walking in uh, the basement there to see what the librarian saw. And first it was the ectoplasm. And then they see the, uh, the old librarian manifestation, full torso, and it's real. <laughs> exactly. That was, uh, and there's another prime example of, um, you know, the uh, 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 a scare right. and some humor. Right. You, you jump when the ghost manifests itself and to its true form. Right. I believe it was its true form. And you you jump, but then you laugh at Peter, Egon, and Ray's reaction right. when they run clear out of the the library. Right. Oh man. Then the other scene was when Dana first came home. Oh yeah. And the egg started cooking on the counter. Then she hears the ooh. That's the testament to Sigourney. She opens the fridge. Talent. And it goes zoom. She oh. screams and she slams it. Oh, man. So then she meets the guys. Peter, he volunteers to go back to her place because he's going to straighten her out. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He means he's going to check out her place. Yeah, that's what he meant. Right, 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 right. And here's where we get classic Bill Murray. But that. Weird, whatever that doohickey that I don't know if it was ever meant to be about anything. It was just, it was just the director giving the actor some business, yeah. something he can come in, you know, before he started fidgeting with the piano and yeah. looking into Look the refrigerator. At all the junk food. <laughs> yeah. So we're back at the firehouse. 
They don't have any money, really. It's starting to run out. They barely had enough for Chinese takeout. I was just going to say. And finally, Janine hits the buzzer. They got a call. That's right. They're going to the Sedgwick Hotel. That's right. To catch Slimer, who's been running the muck and trying to eat up all the food. If they didn't make it there in time, he probably would have eaten all the food. <laughs> so, we see Ecto-1 as the door slam open on our way to the Sedgwick. Uh, cleaning up the town by the bus boys. <laughs> huh. um, and it's the first time we see our heroes in full regalia. That's right. The cool one. Some of the coolest costumes ever when you, right. you know, you have it all just put together. You can go to the uniform store, get a patch, put your name, last name in red. Cool. And uh, you're halfway there. I don't know how to build a prototype, hang a, a replica, but I've seen some videos on YouTube. But anywho, <laughs> anyway, they uh, make their way into the uh, elevator. Then it dawns on them that they haven't had a successful test of their equipment. And I beg the question, where the hell would they have a safe place to do it? Uh, New Jersey. I think New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, come out of the elevator. When we first, Ray turns on his pack. And Ray, no, Egon and Peter were out the way because they didn't know that thing was going to, hoping it would just come over. Then they come out of the elevator, the slightest little sound of a lady pushing a cart. And we, first time we see the blast stream. I think that was a great way of showing how on edge they are. Right. They prepared for this, but they're still human. That's the thing that. I really love about Ghostbusters. Yes, these guys catch ghosts, right? But they're still very human, and they're stuck in their ways, which adds to even more humor. So they decide to split up because you know we can do more damage that way. Ray sees Slammer first, with the cigarette still stuck to his mouth. But he didn't. He didn't hit him with the blast dream because what well, I mean is his first time using it, so. Now Slimer's mad. And who does he see coming up down the hallway? He sees our main protagonist, Dr. Peter Venkman. Right. Making his way down the hallway. And then he slimed me. Oh, man. Just great actual physical contact. Can you move? I feel so funky. <laughs> so then they catch Slimer. Don't cross the streams. Because it would be bad. Yes, yes. Try to imagine every molecule in your body. Stop instantaneously and every... No, I'm sorry. Try to imagine all life as you know it. Stop instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Oh, that wow. that sounds bad. Like my first shot of whiskey. Oh, well. Hey, yeah, you know. You know, baby steps. So now we're going to the montage of greatest song ever from any movie. It's something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Then Winston Zetmore uh, joins, joins the, the team. team. And, and if it's got a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. And he was just a brother looking for a job. That's right. And when 
his interview was over and Bankman and Ray walk into the the scene. Janine introduces them and the look on Peter's face is like, what? <laughs> then Ray's like, great, you're hired. Ray stands, Pete Vankman, he hands hands them the traps and they obviously go down to the basement. He learns how to work the grid. And one of the things that I truly love... Which we call the container unit because of the cartoon. Exactly. One of the things that I love that when Ray was breaking it down, Winston was staring a hole right at it like... Okay, let me focus up. This mm -hmm. is important. <laughs> Very important. Mm -hmm. All right. And also, uh, earlier in the film, Lewis has been doing his best oh. to try to get Dana invited to his party. But she's not going to his party. Because she has... Countess Vaughn go, but <laughs> ain't going to that party. I wonder if she's up to... <laughs> Um, then, but of course, Dana has a, a meeting or a date with Peter. She thinks of it as a meeting. You know, Peter thinks of it as a date. Right. That breaks Lewis's heart, but hey, he still invites her and she, you know, she doesn't want to. You know, make the guy jump off the the uh, high rise. So she says, "We'll try to stop by." That really means no. Oh well, hey, yeah. <laughs> so now the terror dogs have broken free from their cement caskets. I guess you could say. I don't yeah. Know. Then you see the glowing red light. And this is where it's on now. Yeah, things start to shift. Yo. Like what I was saying earlier, you got like the humor. Now here comes the scares. Yeah. They start to pile on. So now here comes Walter Peck. <sighs> yeah. So then he has to go and turn off the grid, go escape, and that's the sign. It's the sign, all right. We're going out of business. So now Peter has to sweet talk the mayor to get him to go and stop the thing that nobody else can stop. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you going to arrest us for? We're the only ones that can say this thing. I never even, I mean, I like that scene, but I'm like, okay, who the hell else can do it? You're going to send the military up there. Right. So then our guys make their way up to Skyscraper. And a very humorous, uh, of course, it being Ghostbusters, which, I mean, there's several ways of looking at it. It's a very funny scene, mm -hmm. but it was also wise not to take the elevator. Oh, well, I'm sure the elevator was out. And now uh, they mm. get up there, a roof, and they ask Goza to, Ray, rather, to report to her next dimension and get lost, pretty much. And... She asks Ray, are you a god? And he says, no. Ah, wrong wrong answer, wrong yeah, answer. Yeah, they almost get completely thrown off the building. Yes. Which leads to another great moment Winston has when he tells Ray, if anyone asks you if you're god, you say yes. Uh-oh. Now here comes Peter and the guys. They're about to get in formation. 
All right, this chick is toast. Uh, yeah, then they make their way up, grab the proton guns. Then they throw it towards Gozer. She does a flip. Exactly. She gets some serious air with the, with that flip. And they think they vaporized her, but y'all know it's never that easy, right? Not in the good movies. Oh, and then she has another question for the Ghostbusters. She's like Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> and she says to choose the, uh, the form of the, of the Destructor. Yes, I'm sorry. The traveler, the traveler is has come. Yes. Choose and perish. And then Ray. Foolishly. Used to roast marshmallows on a cap Wakanda or something. <laughs> and he conjures up the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Something he felt could never destroy them. Nice thinking, Ray. But see, Gozer. Is a trickster, apparently. She made the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man taller than a building. <laughs> but Egon has an idea. He wants to cross the streams. Wait a minute, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Not necessarily. There's a very slim chance that we'll survive. Uh, this is not worth 1140 and whatever the hell was this said. Yeah. Um... And uh, they started giving each other shout outs. See you on the other side, you know? You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Another so reason why I love this movie. They cross the streams, and the power from that is enough to close the gate. And the power and the energy from it vaporizes Stay Puff and melts them in the marshmallow. Basically. And some of it. The lightly falls on Walter Pecker. Some of it, it was like a, it was like its hand fell on him. <laughs> and I heard that man had no dick. So yeah, that's what that's, I that's what I heard. So now, Ghostbusters are heroes, but Peter's still down because he thinks Dana is dead. Until her fingers start to wiggle out of the. Uh, out of the monster's uh, broken hand, or human hand starts waving. Then they run over there, and he starts punching and karate, literally karate chopping <laughs> to get his his lady out. Man. Eventually does. She doesn't know what the hell just happened. No. She probably, probably remembers that eerie light around the door and the hands coming out of the couch. She was just trying to probably watch Cagney and Lacey. You know, you know get ready for the date, you know? <laughs> And there is a great moment in uh, it's a deleted scene when after Winston, Ray, and Egon had gotten Lewis out because he came to, he asked Dana, did they, you no, know. No, Lewis. And Dana says, no. She looks at Peter first. Peter shakes his hand, shakes his head, rather. He, he goes, she says, no, Lewis. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once again, the greatest theme song of all time is they come out of the building to a hero's welcome. Everyone cheering, Ghostbusters, 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 Ghostbusters. Strange. In the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. 
<laughs> Jack Aykroyd is trying to back eat Ecto one out so he can that big old boat out of the way. Yeah, people just like move people. He's trying to get them out of the way. He finally, is able to clear it, and they make their way down the street. People are chasing them, and the world is saved. What? Wait a minute! Here comes Slimer. He flies right into the shot to close the movie out. Oh man, Ghostbusters one. <laughs> it really is one of the all-time better movies. Oh yeah. I, I looked mean, at it's it. The reason why you go to the movies. Really. I looked at the rating this morning. It's ninety-seven Rotten Tomatoes. Oh man. If you're British tomatoes. <laughs> There's a pure American muscle right here. Now, five years later, <laughs> Dana Barrett is with child. Well, no, she has the child. When you say she's with child, I mean she's pregnant. My silly ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's making her way. And New York is... um New York. Yeah, a little... A little more bitter and angry. We're going to get yeah. into that. Yes, we're going to get into that. But we only have a little bit of time left, so we just talk about our, our favorite moments from part two real quick. My favorite moment was um, when they went to go get the Statue of Liberty. They had no idea what the heck they were talking about. Right. Apparently, neither did Winston or Peter. <laughs> and there it was, Statue of Liberty. Because if you're going to make a summer movie, you got to have a big moment. Yes. That, that was, Stay Puft was the big moment in 91, uh, the first one. Then uh, right. Statue of Liberty in part two. Your love keeps lifting me higher, higher. Yes, okay. My favorite is uh, in the uh, courtroom. Oh, yes. Later. Ah, man, I wish Winston was in the scene. I don't know yeah, why he wasn't. Man. I mean, it felt odd that he wasn't there. I haven't watched the cartoon that they all four were there. But yeah, I guess sometimes when you make a sequel, you say, we're just making it exactly like it. It don't have to be exactly like. But you know, but that is, was... But the uh, courtroom scene is one of my favorite because those heavy-ass chairs was Flip it up to the air. And yeah, was, that was awesome. That was a cool The Scolari brothers were all over the courtroom. Finally, Peter got the big one. <laughs> and then uh, Egon. Egon got the skinny one. And Ray rolled out the traps. Clink, clink. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and they, they be, be slow. slow. That's right. Now... A lot of people, they say Ghostbusters 2 isn't Ghostbusters 1. Well, that's because a lot more kids were, like I mentioned, the cartoon. So they weren't smoking, not as much cursing. And so it's going to be different. You have to show maturity. I mean, it's five years later, for crying out loud. Yes. And um, Vigo, he wants Oscar so he can live through him and grow up and take over the world again, but that didn't happen. <laughs> Ghostbusters saved the day again with Winston. Huh. <laughs> yes, Winston was there. He had the slime blower. 
Shooting it right <laughs> in Vigo's head. Very good. Okay. Ghostbusters 2. It's the 30th anniversary of it today. Wow. I know, right? And I, and I just remember this came out in 89, Back to the Future 2 a little later, and then Batman, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Parenthood, I mean, wow. Rick Moranis was busy. Yeah, he was getting them checks, Rick. Yep. I think the Ghostbusters franchise as a whole, and that video game I played on the uh, PS2. Well, the PS3 version is just, it's wild. I mean, I've only got a little bit far on that when I didn't stop playing it because it was difficult or anything. I just stopped playing it because I had other things to play. I wanted to see that. And I'll get back to it eventually and um, finish it. So, Ghostbusters, to wrap this up, is my favorite comedy. And I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure you feel the same way. It is, and uh, it's, like I said earlier, it's hilarious, and it's just, the way they balance it out is just really great. And I hope that this new movie that, ironically enough, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son is uh, making, will, doesn't have to be on the level, but just remind the fans. Why they fell in love with men it. Men and women, why they fell in love with it. That's all they want. That's all, that's all I want. Well, that's, I think you hit a nail on the head right there, bro. That's all we want. So thank you for listening. For Tyson Powell, I'm Tyrone Powell. And this has been Movie Spotlight.